0: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Scouted Football podcast. It is episode 10 and as ever I am your host Joe Donahue. Today we are fortunate enough to be joined by unknown Swansea City defender Ben Wilmot at the very picturesque Swansea training ground on a chilly November afternoon. Ben is on loan from Watford and has recently had a good run in the Swansea side scoring twice in his last five starts, uh, one of which came against arch rivals Cardiff City. If you don't mind me saying that's quite a good return for a centre back. Um how, how are you finding life in South Wales?
1: Yeah, really enjoying it down here. It's really nice. Um, great club to be at, especially for me, being like a youngster. You can see by our squad, we've got a few youngsters who start as well as sort of in and around the squad anyway. So, um, yeah, no, really good good place, enjoying it at the moment. All the lads have been great. The manager's good. Um, and obviously with his track record with, with youngsters, it's good for me. So, yeah, no, I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that the goal against Cardiff has kind of made the transition a bit easier as well into into living down here. I don't think you'll be getting uh, too many uh, bad looks from from the fans after after that win. Um, but anyway, it's probably best to start at the beginning. Um, you started your professional career at Stevenage in League 2. Yeah. So, I mean, making the switch from pitching to League 2, um, I mean, did the standard of football surprise you at all or do you feel like you were at a level where you have been challenged?
1: Um, no, I think when I went to Stevenage, I felt like I fit in quite well. I was only sort of just about to turn 15, so still pretty young. But I am um, so yeah, I went into the academy and uh, yeah, was quite was, was very nervous to be fair because that was the first time I'd ever played for anybody other than sort of with my mates. So um, it was a it was a weird experience, but yeah, now I felt like I fit in quite well and um, yeah, I was confident. Within myself, when I first went there, for sure.
0: I mean, it's not the case for too many kids, I imagine. You know, becoming a professional footballer, of course. Um, but was there a point where you thought, you know, this I, I can't actually make a career out of this? When you were at Stevenage,
1: um, I think when I signed my pro, um, that's sort of the turning point where I thought actually this could happen. I think up until then, everybody who's a scholar is nervous because it's that's your sort of make or break year, and everyone's. Aiming for the same thing, which is that pro contract. Um, and while I was there, they only gave two out to me and another lad, so they were quite hard to come by there. So um, when I signed that, that was when I thought, yeah, I can sort of start to kick on here and actually make a career out of this.
0: So I mean, was it always the plan? I mean, it's everyone's dream to, to become a professional footballer, but was it a, was it a plan when you were a scholar, or did you have something to fall back on?
1: Um, no, it was it was always the plan and the goal but when i was offered my scholarship i was close to almost turning it down and doing part time being like a part time scholar and staying on at school and doing a levels um because i my parents wanted me to have that backup plan and they thought a levels would give me sort of a good stepping stone to have uh, to do other things if football didn't work out so um yeah i was close to doing that and then I ended up deciding that if I if I did do that, I'd be sort of half and half in both and wouldn't really get good A-levels or have the best chance of getting a pro. So um, I ended up just just going for it and uh, signed my scholar. And then, then all eyes were on being a footballer, really.
0: I mean, you say you joined Stevenage at 15. Obviously not a big club's academy. Like I imagine some of the lads here at Swansea or the lads that you've played with at England under 21s. I mean, do you think there's any sort of discernible difference between players that come through, at, say, for example, a smaller academy compared to, I don't know, a super club's academy like, like Chelsea, for example?
1: Um, I think players who come through at Chelsea and Liverpool and City and places like that, they're given everything you can think of from the age of sort of seven, eight years old. So, um, whereas we get sort of the basics and have to work hard for everything. On bad pitches and all of this sort of stuff. Um, so it's once we sort of break through to the first team and go to the first team training ground, it's sort of a bigger achievement because the pitches are nicer, the training grounds nicer, and everything like that. So in that sense, yeah. Um, but I think obviously they're they're at the advantage of they've got the better, better facilities and the better coaches and stuff like that. So it's difficult, but I'm happy with the route I took because now everything seems like a luxury. I'm not used to, still not used to sort of unbelievable pitches and great facilities and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I'm happy with with my route.
0: I mean, obviously you broke into the first team at you know, at Stevenage at the age of 17, and 18. Um, and I imagine that's quite tough because you always hear the, oh, you know, these players that you're playing against are, are relying on the win bonus for, for the mortgage and stuff. Did you find that the step up to, to first team action was... Was really kind of a shock to the system in terms of the the opponents that that you're up against.
1: Yeah, definitely, because obviously you've gone from playing against seventeen, eighteen-year-olds to to fully grown men with hundreds of games under their belt already. So um, no, it's definitely difficult. And obviously your teammates cut you a bit of slack because you are a bit of a youngster, but the opposition couldn't care less. So they're they're going in, flying into tackles and and pushing you over and all sorts. So it's, it was definitely a step up, but it was uh, a lot more enjoyable playing senior football than, than you've seen football, definitely.
0: Do you think it was, it was a step up that, that helped you kind of accelerate your development as well, getting, getting regular football that, that early in your career?
1: Yeah, definitely. Because obviously, everyone eventually plays senior football. So I think the earlier you can get there and get used to it, it gives you an advantage over other people because there's kids my age who are still sort of playing under 23s football and they've never played a senior game before um so yeah it, it definitely um accelerated my uh, progress definitely
0: i mean were there any were there any uh, opponents in particular from from your league two days that that really stuck out as ones which gave you a hard time because they recognized that you were a younger kid and you thought they could maybe take advantage
1: um yeah we played we played Carlisle at home and they just had two big six foot four six foot five lads up front, and that was a really tough game. They just their defenders and goalkeeper just launched out to them, and they were big, strong, like threw elbows about, and I got battered for the first half and then um and then came out second half and sort of came with a different approach and didn't get into the fights that they wanted me to get into them with so um just sort of step back a little bit and uh, let them bring it down, and then get tight to them because that's not their game. Their game just sort of flicking it on and stuff like that. So once they, once I made them make the decision to do that, I was sort of I had the power then because then I could just tackle from behind or get the midfielders to support from the front. So um, yeah, but no, on the whole, that game was a, a massive learning curve for me.
0: I mean, twelve games at Stevenage, and, and then and then Watford come calling. Uh, I imagine. I mean, with it being sort of the proximity to to Stevenage, it was it was an easier decision to make than than going somewhere else, for example. But was it a no-brainer that that when a Premier League club comes calling, you know, wants your services, that you just you listen to what they say and you think, right, um, this is where I'm going for now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I'd I got to the point where I felt as though I'd done what I needed to do in League Two. I'd got out of it what i thought i could and i had to move on to progress and um watford was the perfect fit at the time it was it's sort of half an hour from home so i still live at home and um their idea of what i was going to do there in terms of the route to the first team was uh very simple and one that i wanted um so yeah no everything fit at the time and yeah like i say it was Easiest decision ever, to be honest.
0: I imagine it's a strange feeling when, when you hear of the interest. Um, did you know about it for a while? Or, and was there interest from, from other clubs as well?
1: Yeah, so in January, I'd literally, I broke into the team in early January. And by the end of January, I had a number of clubs who had already put bids in that had been turned down. And um, yeah, I knew all about it. And at the time, wanted to leave in January because I thought I didn't want to miss I thought, what if I then play badly for the rest of the season, then nobody comes calling at the end of the season. So at the time I was desperate to leave. Um, and then it didn't, like, nothing came from it. Steven News turned turn the bids down because they wanted a bit more. Um, and then I just got on with it and then played the rest of the season. Well, played sort of two months and then uh, then they stopped me from playing because they had sort of accepted some, some bids from, from Watford. So, yeah, it was... Um, January was definitely difficult mentally for me because sort of having to play in games with the thought in my mind, thinking, sort of, I want to get out of here now, um, was difficult. But it was a a good experience, definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean, as well as sort of the threat of getting injured and and kind of having that that opportunity being taken away. Because, you know, if you did get a serious injury in those two months that that you were playing, um, you know, obviously that that interest will then disintegrate and clubs will, will look elsewhere. Um what was leaving Stevenage like obviously a club that had helped you develop from from the age of fifteen and you obviously earned that scholar contract made the progression to the first team, and then being sort of wanted by a premier League club what was the what was what was the feeling like from from people at the club did, you know were they all did they all wish you well and, and and that sort of thing
1: yeah it was it was definitely weird i mean i'd been there four years um and obviously I was very comfortable there knew everybody there. Um, so it was it was a sad time to leave um, but yeah like I said everyone was wishing me well and they were very proud and everyone felt as though they played a part because obviously I'd either played with them or they'd helped coach me or whatever so it was the the whole club was very proud of of the move so it was um, yeah it was sad to go but like I said I felt it was time for me to go so I was I um, was I was pleased.
0: So, I mean, becoming a Premier League player, uh, you made your debut against Wolves uh, last year, I believe. Um, I mean, talk us through that sort of the feeling of uh, being involved in the matchday squad and then sort of being given the nod by the manager and saying, "Look, you're going to go on." That is, I mean, I imagine it's just a mixture of emotions as you stood there in the touchline, about to go on for you know your Premier League debut in, uh, in the best the best league in the world. I mean, what is sort of the the overriding emotion of, of that whole day that, that you have in your memory?
1: Um, it was a weird one. I was I'd been on the bench for a few games before that game and obviously being a defender you don't expect to get on unless there's an injury. And that day I was on the bench and so was Seb Prodel and he's obviously a centre half as well, so I knew if there was an injury I still wasn't getting on. So in my head I was just sort of happy to be on the bench and experience being in the match day squad again but had no expectations of getting on and um and the, i can't remember who but somebody got injured and then Seb ended up going on so then i thought oh well there you go that's it he won't make another defensive change and then um i think it's with like three or four minutes to go Seb then pulls up and gets injured himself so then i come on and um yeah it was all very quick because like i said yeah, i wasn't expecting anybody else to get injured i don't think anybody else was um and then he was holding i think he was holding his hamstring. And I just got the shout from the manager and then literally got all my, my tracky off and everything and then was on. So it was I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. But once I was on it was okay. It was more beforehand thinking, Oh my god, I'm actually I'm actually going on here and that sort of stuff, waiting by the four official and stuff like that, that you get a bit nervous. But once I was on I was okay.
0: Yeah, I suppose I mean once it gets into that into that arena, you know, it's just another game of football really. You have to put yourself in that in that mental state, otherwise you, know, you become overawed by the by the occasion and yeah it's 3 or 4 minutes but i mean a lot can happen in 3 or 4 minutes yeah exactly um would you say the the atmosphere around the training ground and around sort of match day squads uh, the, the comparison between Stevenage and, and a premier league club like Watford I mean, what would you say sort of the main differences are especially for a young player
1: um well you've got all, obviously all the cameras and that like when i was at stevenage i don't think we were on tv no we weren't on tv at all so um the only camera I ever saw was we had one in the gantry for uh, sort of highlights on TV after. Um, but then when you get to Premier League games, you get all the cameramen around the side of the pitch and cameras and and everything like that. So it's um, yeah, that's that was a big thing. And then obviously the amount of people at each game. I've gone from playing in front of two, three thousand to thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand. So yeah, it was uh, daunting. But I think it was good that. I had sort of five or six games on the bench beforehand because if I, if the first time I was ever in a matchday squad in the Premier League, I started. For example, that might have been a bit daunting, mm-hmm. thinking I'm not used to seeing this many people at a football ground and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, it's, there's a lot of differences, definitely.
0: I mean, would you say it's a huge day-to-day change in sort of the culture of 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 being at training and stuff, even here at Swansea compared to? Stevenage, because I mean, you know, you come in here and the facilities are great, and everything. You know, everyone's looking after you and that sort of thing. Would you say that that difference is is quite stark between between League Two and and even the Championship?
1: Yeah, I think the main thing that stands out for me is just the amount of staff sort of here and at Watford. You've got a, a number of physios and chefs and football staff and all of this sort of stuff. Whereas at Stevenage, you've literally got one of everything. So we had like one physio and one sports scientist, one coach, <laughs> everything. So, where, um, right, yeah, like I said, the amount of people you can go to for help or get 1v1 stuff off. Um, yeah, there's loads of people around here to help.
0: Just moving on to, to your sort of playing style. I mean, your centre-half, um, for Watford, you were used as a defensive midfielder. Um, on occasion, and you're you're being used as a centre-back here at Swansea. Is that the position that you prefer?
1: Yeah, for me, it's centre-half. I'm more comfortable there. That's where I was at Stevenage as well. Um, I'm happy to drop in and do the whole in midfield role, but in the long term, I'd like to be a centre-half. What
0: would you say your your biggest strengths are as a a player?
1: Um, I think passing, so that on the ball... I think I'm like a ball-playing centre-half. I think I can read the game quite well um, because I'm not the quickest, I'm not the strongest, but I try and read the game, get in positions where I don't have to sort of race forwards or get faster forwards. Um, So, yeah, probably probably those two.
0: I mean, I suppose they're qualities that are quite good to have early on in your career as, as strengths that you think you have. You know the quickness and, and and the strength sort of aspect of things. You know they can be built on and they can improve as as your career goes on. But to have sort of that ball playing ability now, you know it, it might be a lot more difficult to to develop that in in future. So there are only positives. Um, between Watford and Swansea, uh, not many people might know this, but you spent the last six months of last season uh, in Serie a with uh, Udinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's quite a it's quite a left field sort of place for for a young English player to to go. Um, we've seen quite a few English players go to the Bundesliga but not too many to, to Serie A. I think the only other one is Ronaldo Vieira at Sampdoria that I can think of. Um, I, I presume you didn't speak very much Italian um, when you went over there um, no. <laughs> but I mean was it a little daunting or was it sort of like a challenge that you you kind of relished?
1: Yeah I literally the first time I heard about it was the day before deadline day and um they, I just got pulled into a room and they said, look, it's, it's an option, think about it. And I went home, spoke to my family and everything. And the moment I heard about it, I wanted to go, to be honest. Um, it was something that intrigued me. Um, I've always wanted to play abroad and didn't know if I'd get the opportunity again. So I thought, while well, it's here, I might as well take it. Um, I knew at the time that my game time at Watford was coming through the Cup games and we were only left in the FA Cup and I didn't know how long we were going to be left in the FA Cup. I mean, obviously, we ended up getting to the final, but um, at the time, I didn't know. So I thought I'd rather go out there and try and get games out there than rely on one, two, three more games here for the rest of the season. So um, yeah, no, I was I uh, wanted to go, and then yeah, was very nervous for sure because I'd never lived away from home, let alone in a different country, different language, and everything like that. So um, no, it was it was difficult, but it was a great experience on the whole.
0: I imagine the lifestyle change was a bit different as well even just from day-to-day training I imagine there was different training methods and and you know when you meet up with the squad and stuff how did you sort of try and breach that that language barrier and that gap with sort of trying to integrate yourself in, into that squad.
1: Luckily we had sort of half the squad could speak well like a handful could speak like perfect English and then a number could speak good English. So in terms of the team i was okay in terms of staff when i first got there barely any of the footballing staff could speak any english so that was difficult because i just couldn't speak to the manager um but i had my italian teacher who could obviously speak perfect english so i went to him a lot for for sort of things at home or if i needed to speak to the manager or anything like that so i there were ways to get around um but yeah, it was it was difficult.
0: You played, was it five games um, for Udinese, four away and uh, and one at home. How did you find that transition from League Two to Serie A via the Premier League in in the space of like nine months?
1: Yeah, it was um, bizarre. I think to to the people on the outside, everything looks like it's happened ridiculously quick, which it has. But because I've it's hard to describe but because I've been involved, doesn't feel like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So everything had happened at my pace, although it looked really quick. So I just I was pretty relaxed in the games out there. Um by the time I got my first game, I I was used to everything out there anyway, because it took me sort of a month or two to to start playing. Um, but yeah, it was it was very different. The fans are very hostile out there, so. Like I said earlier, playing in front of two thousand at Stevenage to sort of forty thousand at Juve is a bit, bit of a jump. <laughs> but no, it was um, it was a great experience. Every game, every game was different, and yeah, on the whole, it was a great experience.
0: Twenty years of age, being a young English centre half, you've played it um, the San Siro, Stadio Olimpico. You know, these are grounds that you know people want to visit as fans. Never mind player. I mean, mm-hmm. is there any sort of lasting memories that you have from from any grounds that you played at in Italy in particular?
1: Yeah, I think, obviously, because Juve was my debut and who they are, the ground, who they have playing for them was, was like sort of pinch-yourself sort of moment. But I think the San Siro stands out because at the time we were struggling and they were doing quite well. And I was on the bench and then came on at half-time, we were 1-0 down. And then we equalised sort of on the hour, maybe just after. So we had about 20 minutes of defending to do, basically. And defended for our lives and ended up drawing. And because of where Udinese is geographically, it's miles from everything. So we didn't take many fans. So we were sort of celebrating in front of 100, 150 fans, something like that. But that was a special moment because I had my parents there. And um, it was a massive result. Everyone was buzzing, so yeah, I think that that moment stands out. I think for me,
0: I mean, there's a lot of factors there. That it's it's a it's cliche, but it's one of those games where it feels like a win. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, David versus Goliath sort of thing. And I mean, I I imagine especially with your parents there as well. That's kind of one of the one of the defining moments of your career so far. Um, After you after you came back from Udinese, uh, you returned to Watford. Um, was the plan always to, to go back out on loan? And, and if so, why Swansea?
1: Um, I don't know. I think when I got back, the plan didn't go much further than pre-season, to be honest. My eyes were set on getting my head down and, and trying as hard as I could in pre-season to convince the manager to play me week in, week out almost. So it was a, it was a tough task, but... I knew that this season I needed to play games, whether that was at Watford or elsewhere. So um, I knew it wasn't a bad thing if I didn't stay at Watford um, because I just needed to play games. So we got to sort of the end, or we were getting towards the end of pre-season, and we had a number of centre backs. I think there were maybe five or six of us, and I knew because obviously age and experience, I was at the bottom of that list. So. I was then thinking, right, I might need to look elsewhere now. And Andy Scott, who's now here at Swansea, was at Watford, and he signed me from Stevenage. So we got a good relationship, and I know him well. And um, he came to Swansea at the start of pre-season, and uh, they needed a centre back, and he got in touch, and I knew that I knew of the manager here, but I've never worked with him, so I knew he would be a good fit with me obviously coming from from a young england squad so that was a positive and then obviously the way they play is uh the way I'd like to play and suits my style of play so yeah on paper everything just fit here and um and then obviously it's a bonus that the facilities are unbelievable and the the group is really good um so yeah it was it was pretty easy in the end and I
0: suppose that transition's made it a lot easier, having had a previous loan spell anyway, and obviously being a lot more difficult, you know, being in Italy as well. Um, I imagine that coming to Swansea would be, especially with you know the likes of Andy Scott and and, and all the men- all the reasons that you just mentioned, must be a much easier transition to make. Um, apart from Swansea, were there any other clubs that were that were keen on on getting you in on on a temporary basis?
1: Um, we had a conversation with QPR very early on in pre-season and they were keen to get me in but I had um, I wanted to give my old pre-season with Watford um, because I didn't want to sort of go out on loan and then be thinking oh what if I did well or what if he got injured or you know anything like that so I wanted to spend pre-season at Watford and then see what happened Um, but yeah apart from them no it was nothing else
0: I mean just before you mentioned the manager Steve Cooper um and obviously given his track records with young players with England um and you mentioned that that was kind of a factor in, in your decision making to come to Swansea I I mean how do you feel sort of in the f- in the few months that you've been here that he's tried to develop your game so far
1: I think because we try and play out from the back regardless if we're being pressed or whatever it's improved my game on the ball definitely um I'm more brave on the ball um and yeah, I think because we're sort of receiving the ball off the keeper now inside the box, and the forwards just running at you, you have to be good on the ball, brave on the ball, and um, and yeah. So in that aspect, I've definitely improved. And obviously now having five or six games, that that experience from each game has improved improved me massively as well.
0: Yeah, I suppose the past five or six games or so. Um, it's sort of the first regular football you've had since since Stevenage. Essentially, yeah. um, you know, you, obviously you played a handful of games at Udinese, but for one reason or another, you know, it was always bit part. Um, how are you? How are you adapting back to to regular football and kind of being in the in the swing of things of, of starting game after game after game?
1: Yeah, it was um, mentally, it's it's really good because all you want to do is play games. So now that I've got a bit of a run. It's really good. But physically, it was tough. It was taking me sort of two, three days to recover from games. Um, I was lucky because I, I played three in a row and they were all Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. And then we played. Then we had the international breaks. So I had their week off. And that was perfect for me because I could just sort of recover and and everything. And then with the week we've we've had now, with the Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, I feel good. Saturday was tough. And, uh but recovered recovered well feel good the other night was tough but recovered feel good so yeah now physically i feel like i'm i'm in a good place
0: at club level what are your, what are your aspirations for for the season both i mean personal um as you you've alluded to there a little bit but but also as a, as a team as a collective
1: um personally just to play as many games as i can this season um just to get just again as much experience as possible and then as a team we we want to get promoted as does the rest of the league but um we feel as though we're definitely good enough and we feel as though we should get promoted so as a group we're very confident and we know we're we're in a good place and just keep keeping ourselves in and around things so that we're we're there or thereabouts in may
0: you mentioned that it's kind of a it's a goal to get promoted as as with every team in this league, and there's a lot of Premier league experience in in this swansea squad but have you have you surprised yourselves even just a little bit or is it something that as soon as you arrived, you could see that there was this hunger and this this desire to be like you know we are we are top dogs here in this league we want to we want to be going, and everyone who comes in has to be on that level
1: yeah, I think literally the first session I had here, I was blown away by. The way they played and the quality we had in this squad. Um, so from from a personal point of view, that point onwards, I knew we would be up there. Um, but as a collective, I mean, we started the season off really well, and I think um, everybody else in the league was sort of surprised as as to how well we were doing. But we thought that was normal and that was the way we should have started. Um, I think we won one nil away at Leeds, and I think that game. Everyone sort of turned around and looked at us and thought, "Okay, they're actually they're actually a decent side." Um, we've had a couple of disappointing results, but we know that if we keep doing what we know we can do, then we'll be we'll be up there.
0: The, the headline makers will be obviously your goal against against Cardiff and and ninety third minute equaliser against against Chef Wed. Um It's what two goals in five starts. I mean, you can't really ask for for much better really from from centre half. Um, but, I mean, talk us through sort of what scoring against Cardiff was like. I mean, it's your first senior goal. Um, I mean, you couldn't really pick a better game as a Swansea player to to get it, really.
1: Yeah, it was it was a weird one because I only found out a couple of days before that I was going to play, and that was my first start here in the league. So I was just focused on playing as well as I could and making sure we won as a team because everybody knew how big the game was. So that was one of those games where performance almost didn't matter. It was literally just, you have to be there. Um, and yeah, I always feel pretty confident going up for corners um, and and any set piece that I can get on the end of it. Um, and yeah, I was just lucky enough to actually score. So it was, um, yeah, it was an insane feeling. I mean, like I said, it was the first goal I'd ever scored uh, in senior football, so... And to have it against them, where the atmosphere in the ground was incredible, and it was against our rivals, yeah, it was <laughs> it was a mad mad feeling. I mean, have you had any instances where people have been coming
0: up to you being extra nice at all, or any run-ins with with people following following those few
1: goals? Yeah, I think Card- the Cardiff one's funny because people. Because obviously when you score a goal, people sort of congratulate you, like, oh, good goal, blah, 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 But people come up to you and say, they, they thank you for the goal. <laughs> so they're like, oh, thanks for scoring against them and stuff like that. So it's definitely a weird one. But yeah, no, people have, have been really nice around here and they're just so grateful that we beat them.
0: In this squad, I've already mentioned sort of the, the Premier League experience. Is, is there a player that really stands out as, as someone that you kind of sets the, someone that sets the benchmark for the rest of the squad, really?
1: Um, I think we've got a few, especially in the change room, we've got Andre, Ayu, uh, Wayne Routley, Nathan Dyer, all very experienced and um, great voices to have in the change room. Um, they sort of help us as a team, not even just the youngsters, the more experienced ones as well. So um, as a group, we've got a great group of, of lads, a great mix of experienced and youth. So It's a a very good group. Do
0: you feel that makes the manager's job a little bit easier as well, knowing that he's got a good group and he's not having to, you know, kind of play off certain players against each other in different factions and you know players in certain positions. You know, people like, for example, yourself and Joe Roden, who I imagine are kind of going for the same spot all season, Mm -hmm. is is a good dressing room atmosphere essential to having good results on the pitch as well.
1: Yeah, definitely, because obviously, me and Joe being a similar age. I knew that I'd have to wait and uh, wait for my time to play. And obviously it's a shame that it's come for him getting injured. But when he comes back, he'll then be fighting to take my position back. So, um, But we're we're good good mates off the pitch. And I think that happens with everybody across the team. It's no good if we wouldn't talk to each other and hate each other just because we played in the same position. Because if... If when Joe comes back, Mike got injured, we'd have to play with each other, so it's um yeah it's it's essential that the team gets on whether you're in the same position or not
0: what would you say your relationship with with the manager and and with his coaching staff is like
1: um very good yeah he's uh he's one who likes to talk to his players, so I speak to him regularly, and his staff are really good as well um We've got a good mix of sort of attacking knowledge and defensive knowledge. Um, And yeah, out on the pitch. He's always out on the pitch, whether that's the day after a game um, or yeah, whenever. Because we've had some managers, or I've had some managers who won't come out the day after a game. So you sort of feel like you're not thought about if you're training on a Sunday and the manager's not outside. So he always make sure you feel that involved. So, yeah, that's good.
0: Would you say that, that open door policy is kind of what's most beneficial for you in sort of your personal, mental, physical um, and, and just footballing development as a whole?
1: Yeah, um, I think because of because I came here thinking I was just going to go straight into the team and then having to wait sort of 12, 13 games was, was difficult. But I, like you said, his door was open so I could go in and speak to him and just asked like what what my situation is and what he thinks about things and stuff like that, so yeah it's a lot easier than having a manager who you don't feel like you can talk to uh,
0: just moving on to to sort of international level uh, and you recently made your your debut for the for the england under 21s um against Slovenia I mean how does it feel to be sort of rated highly enough to be called up to you know, effectively that like England reserves.
1: Yeah, it's obviously a very proud moment. I think there's a there definitely feels like a difference between the twenty ones and any other England age group. Um, because obviously you get that bit more of media attention and you're, you're playing with players who are also playing in either the championship or the Premier League, so it is that step up. But yeah, it's a it's a great honour and and I enjoy going away with the lads. Um, it's just a shame. It's it's difficult because obviously you only get sort of a week with them, so you have to cram a lot of stuff in. But we've got a good group of individ- individuals who do work well as a team there. So it's uh, it, it's exciting times, especially with the Euros coming up in a, a year and a half time. So yeah, it's good.
0: Do you feel like preparing for the international break is a bit different, and is it? I mean, you were saying about in terms of your recovery from from regular games, is it a bit more difficult when you you know you'd ordinarily have a week off for the international break, and but you're going away to you know places like Slovenia, Albania with with the with the twenty ones.
1: Yeah, I think because sometimes you you just feel as though you need that sort of few days recovery, um, and then having to get on a plane and and travelling hours and stuff like that doesn't help, um, but. If you play on the Saturday and we meet up on the Monday, you'll um, you'll probably have Monday to recover while you're with England and then sort of back into training Tuesday. So they do they do help you out. It's not as though you sort of go there and get absolutely battered. Um, but yeah, no, it's difficult. I think everybody would much rather sort of have a week on the beach. <laughs> but you got you got to do your job, so.
0: What's training like with the twenty ones? Because I mean, there's players like Phil Foden, Liam Brewster, um, Callum Hudson-Odoi has been in there this season. You know, the the creme de la creme of of, of attacking players in in this country at the moment. Um, is it? Do you feel like it's a step up from from what you've worked with before? And w- does that challenge you to to kind of adapt your game to a different type of attacker?
1: Um, yeah, I think. I don't think it's any different to what I face here at Swansea. I think they are different types of players in terms of they like to have the ball at their feet and, and dribble at you instead of maybe having a big man to play against or somebody who runs in behind all the time. So it, it's different, but the quality is is as good as it is here at, at Swansea, and it's uh, makes the transition from from training here to then going away with them very easy because it's I'm I'm used to it. So um, yeah, but it, it's it is difficult, especially with a player like Phil, who's sort of very technical, and and same with Callum. So yeah, it's difficult, but it's uh, helps you improve all the time.
0: So, so when you meet up with England, who would you say sort of your 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 roommate or your your rooming buddy sort of would be if you if you had the if you had the choice?
1: Well, in the last camp, it was handy because Sam Surridge came from here as well, so. Me and him were obviously together because we're from the same club, obviously. So that was nice. That And that was the first time I've been away with England with somebody from my club as well. So, um, yeah, that was nice. Uh, I just hope if I get picked next time, he does as well.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Do you think that regular football is absolutely essential for, for being called up for, for the 21s?
1: Um, I think it helps. I don't think it's essential because I think you can see there's some players in that squad who, who aren't playing at all Um, and then some who are getting sort of drip fed games Um, but yeah I think it does help it gives you an advantage over others and it shows the manager that you're match fit and match ready
0: yeah and you're obviously doing something right at club level if if you know someone like Steve Cooper for example you know is is picking you with his with his England pedigree as well then of course you know that's going to translate well to the likes of Eddie Boothroyd and, and his coaching staff I'll obviously be hearing um, good things there as well. Um, just going back to the lads that you've played with in England, I mean, who would you say the hardest style is sort of to defend against? You, you alluded to um, Cal and doy and, and Phil Foden, you know, having that real technical ability that's hard to defend against, but is there anyone in particular that you think, I don't really want to be coming up against them in training?
1: Um, yeah, it'd have to be both of those two. I think they're so, they're so good on the ball and so quick off the mark, it's, I enjoy playing against them because it, like I said, it, you can learn from it, and it's something I don't experience day to day while I'm here. So it's a, it's a test. Yeah.
0: I mean, just looking towards uh, the end of this season. You, I mean, you said that you want to play as many games as possible, and obviously the club, the club, Swansea, they want to do as well as as possible as well. Um, but looking past that, as in to this summer, do you have any? Sort of goals that you want to that you want to achieve um, in in sort of next pre season, or are you firmly focused on sort of t- taking each game as it comes, seeing how much you develop? Because obviously the nature of, of football is you know you could get injured next week, or yeah, you know, could be out of the team or, or that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I think I do take every game as it comes, and I think you have to. But I've definitely thought about the end of the season and next season and stuff like that, and I just uh I just wanna like I said play as much as I can here this season, go back to Watford and just do what I did last year basically. Just uh get my head down and work as hard as I can pre season and hopefully this season and what I'll what I'll hopefully do in pre season will leave the manager no choice but to have me and, and play me regularly.
0: Yeah. I mean do you see a pathway at Watford to be able to get these first team minutes?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's that was the, the main reason I went there in the first place was that the pathway was there and a the possibility. So, yeah, I think um, I think if things go how I hope they will for the rest of the season and in pre-season, then next year I will get the minutes I'm hoping for.
0: Definitely. Well, that just wraps things up here um, at the Swansea City's training ground uh, with the centre-back, Ben Wilmot. Um, thanks to you, Ben, uh, for, for coming on today. It's been, been an absolute pleasure to, to speak with you. Um, and please do leave us a review if, uh, if you've liked this uh, this podcast. And please do um, give us some feedback as well if you'd like us to introduce a new feature. Um, we'll be back with uh, more podcasts in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, from myself and Ben at, uh, at Swansea, that is, uh, that is this week's episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, bye bye.